This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with James Jarvis, the Vice President of Product and Partner Management for Thomson Reuters. Hi, James. How are you? Doing great. Thanks, Ari. Uh, pleasure to spend some time with you today. Yes, thanks so much. So tell us about your background and role at Thomson Reuters. Sure. Uh, Ari, uh, as you can probably tell from my accent, uh, I'm not a native of the U.S., although I am. I recently became a citizen. Uh, I am from down under Australia, where uh, I became a lawyer years ago and uh, before I joined Thomson Reuters in 1997. Um, after I'd worked with Thomson in Australia for several years, moved up to the U.S. to work in global product design and then ultimately in uh, legal solution design for uh, for the market here. Um, I have been working most recently on a product called Thompson Reuters eDiscovery Point, where uh, the team I'm in does the design and development for for that eDiscovery solution. Prior to that, I led the uh, design and user experience team for Workflow Next, um, and there have been many other Thompson products that, uh, of course, I'm happy to talk about with you today uh, that I've been involved with. So it's so interesting to me that Thomson Reuters launched eDiscovery Point at Legal Tech New York earlier this year. What was the genesis of that particular application? Ari, right, that's a great question. As you're probably aware, Thomson Reuters has a pretty long history in eDiscovery. Uh, we have um, – I, I sit in the Legal Managed Services group, and, and so we, we've got uh, award-winning managed services um, solutions that have been in the market and winning awards for – for many years now. Um, additionally, we, we've had some software out, case logistics, um, in the market for several years. Uh, in the last few years, though, we've been talking to a lot of law firms and, and corporations about e-discovery and how important it is to them. And, and uh, you know, in a, in a survey that we did, uh, many people came back, many e-discovery professionals came back and said, uh, you know, nine out of ten of them, in fact, came back and said there's room for improvement. When they think about the tools they're currently using, there's room for improvement uh, in the space. And so this really kicked off for us a lot of exploration, and we ended up setting up a design partner program with, with four different firms around the U.S. Um, because we realized there was an opportunity to really take the next step in the discovery and, and bring that comprehensive solution of um, technology-enabled services in, in e-discovery. So is the design and user interface supported by this advisory team? Uh, yes, absolutely. We, we involve the design partners in every aspect of the, the development of the tool. So from early concept all the way through um, you know the the demo code and the and the beta experience, um, looking at the pricing model, how to talk about and explore the challenges that firms and corporations are having in, in e-discovery uh, every day. And you know, in that context, um, both uh, e-discovery professionals that we surveyed, and then in much greater detail, the design partners, they kind of focused on three different areas that the tools today are kind of too expensive. They, the process takes too long because there's too much back and forth across multiple tools and, and vendors that they're working with uh, in the process today. And then when it actually comes to document review software, they find the user experience to be kind of 
clunky uh, and cumbersome. And so that was kind of the background and, and motivation for us to get into the space. And so when we sat down with the design partners, um, and then as we've researched with the wider uh, marketplace in, in e-discovery, we really wanted to have a focus on those three things from a, from a much more optimistic or optimized uh, perspective. So we really wanted to make sure that when e-discovery point launched, it was a tool that you could walk up and use that was fast and accurate with the data, um, and very importantly, that it was priced in a way that made sense. And so when we think about pricing that makes sense, we also think about how does the lawyer engage with their corporate client? How can they be transparent with that, that client uh, right from the beginning so that um, the client feels like they're going to get the best outcome by working with that law firm um, and that the law firm feels like that they've got a really good relationship, not an awkward discussion around uh, the cost of providing the legal the legal solution for that, that corporate client. So a lot of thinking um, and certainly a lot of help from the four different uh, firms that uh, we worked with. And again, coming back to our experience with the, the document review team, um, a lot of people out there will know that document review team as Tangier 3. Um, it's now the legal managed services team at Thompson Reuters. Um, you know, we've five years running one, the New York Law Journal uh, Best Legal Managed Services Provider. Um, last year, Best docu Document Review Provider. Um, from the New York Law Journal. So um, really great heritage there from a, um, people providing legal services in, in, in eDiscovery. Um, and so during the genesis of eDiscovery Point, we actually brought um, a, a, a bunch of the, the team, uh, the best and brightest stock review folks, if you like, onto our product design team, and, and they work um, as members of the product design team alongside the lawyers that, uh, and the discovery professionals from the design partner firm. So Thompson Reuters really kind of approached the experience of eDiscovery Point, the design and user experience, if you like, from a, from a client experience perspective. We worked really closely with the firms and we worked really closely with doc, the doc review team um, to make sure that at every step of the way, we were removing unnecessary steps and focusing on the things that are really important to the lawyers and, and the litigation support folks in, in the e-discovery workflow. Could you share some specific design elements or distinct user experience ideas that e-discovery point reflects? Sure. And, I, you know, I, I, I think it depends uh, kind of what you would like to hear about. There's a lot of design, what I would call traditional design thinking, so sort of out, outside the context of law, uh, we bring a lot of uh, design principles and, and, uh, and traditional design thinking uh, to all of the solutions that we develop, but maybe more interest to you and, and uh, your, your listeners is kind of the anecdotes and, and everyday experience um, from uh, the lawyers that we've worked with and talked to about uh, e-discovery point and its development. And, you know, in that context, very common for us to hear from people about the back and forth and, and the time that it takes to get through the activities that are critical to e-discovery. And so in the context of 
maybe uh, looking at documents. Uh, we had one lawyer uh, really sum it up very nicely compared to, uh, or on, a, on an aspect that we've heard many times that, you know, sometimes it will take anywhere from 30 seconds to, to 15 minutes for a document to open up in, in Docker Review software. And what does a lawyer do with that time? If they're waiting for 15 minutes for a document that's maybe one of millions of documents that they have to look at, um, how do they manage that message with their client um, in terms of the price and, and the time that they're, they're putting into the experience? And then what happens if by the time 15 minutes later that document actually loads, it crashes the system? I, you know, how do they get back that time with, with the client? Uh, maybe another anecdote, a lot of people would talk about um, the cost of processing. And they'll talk about it from two perspectives. One, time, and the other is money. And so let's just talk a little bit in detail about the money aspect. We, I had this really great conversation with a lawyer in Chicago, and she was telling me about um, – she knows a lot of high net worth individuals who she would like to represent. And she can't do it today because of the cost of processing. Um, even though they're a high net worth individual, you know, maybe they work in their doctors or, or, or what have you, um, if processing is going to cost a million dollars, um, then how do they even get out the gate in terms of um, representing that, that client? There aren't tools available to, to her today to be able to do that. And so, um, you know, from the other perspective, um, if the processing of the data is going to take weeks and weeks and weeks, then it's going to take weeks and weeks and weeks for those lawyers to be able to provide um, some early perspective and insight to their clients. And so what we really wanted to do with um, eDiscovery Point was kind of explode the myth that processing is complex and should be expensive, um, and explode the myth that in e-discovery, it's not really possible to advise your clients for weeks after you first take on, on the case. And so, again, it was really important that we built this software that you could walk up and use. There aren't nine manuals to learn how to use e-discovery point. It literally is you log in with the same password that you might have for, for Westlaw Next or Westlaw, um, and you're up and running, and, and we want you to be able to have data that you're processing into, ingesting and processing in the system in minutes, not weeks, so that you can have that iterative conversation with your client and provide them with the learnings and insights as you get them along the way. Um, critical to that is removing this, this obstacle of really long times to process data, um, and really expensive line items on the bill for that, that processing. So what's the pricing model for eDiscovery Point? You know, again, we, we kind of took a user experience approach to pricing where when we looked at the market and we looked at the way lawyers are working today with their clients, we said, look, the logical thing, the thing that the lawyer really wants to talk about with the GC or, or their, their client is the documents that matter, the ones that they've had to eyeball and that are likely to be um, the subject of the of the uh, of the conversation with the opposing counsel, and so pricing in eDiscovery Point is simply based on the data that you put into review. 
Uh, maybe a simple example there, if you ingest uh, and process 100 gigabytes, um, and then you do some data assessment and searching on that data, and you put 20 gigabytes into review, the price in the discovery point is based on the 20 gigabytes, not the 100 gigabytes. And so that's an easy way to explain with eDiscovery Point the pricing model, but also a key difference. We're not charging you for the processing of that data, that 100 gigabytes up front. We're not charging you for the data assessment tool or our advanced legal search that we have that's available um, for you to do that early analysis of the 100 gigabytes and determine which one, which documents you actually want the lawyers to eyeball. So it's designed to save money and it's designed to put the control in the hands of the lawyer so that they can quickly get their arms around the data with that data assessment tool. It's one experience, so you don't have to go back to a, a vendor and say, hey, can you run these additional searches for me or can you load this additional data? You can have Thompson Reuters do that for you or you can do that yourself with the tool. Um, and then the pricing, again, is based, by, based on what you determine as the lawyer is most likely relevant to the litigation. What you put into the review experience is what we, we charge you for. The 20 gigabytes, not the 100. You mentioned Westlaw Next and some other technology. How does the acquisition of content analysts by Kcura impact eDiscovery Point since that's a piece of technology that it uses? You know, Content Analyst is a, is a very valued partner of Thomson Reuters. We, we've got a great relationship with Kurt Michael and, and the team of Content Analyst. It was really a joy to work with them through the development of eDiscovery Point. Um, to be kind of a lawyer about it, we have a contract in place with Content Analyst and discussions with uh, Kurt and the team at, at, at Relativity. Um, we're, we're going to you know, run out the, the life of that contract with them. We're, we're happy to have the content analyst technology um, in eDiscovery Point. Uh, and so that, that's where we are today. Um, again, eDiscovery Point launched at New York Legal Tech just three months ago. So we have, as, as you're familiar with, Ari, when Thompson Reuters launches a product, we don't stop it at the launch. Um, so even today, even though we launched just three months ago, we've already had three releases um, of the software, we're constantly looking to make improvements to the software that we bring to market. Sometimes that's about uh, working with partners to extend the capabilities to, to new levels, and sometimes it's about looking at spaces and saying, okay, we're going to take a step back and try and do this a completely different way. And so um, we're continuing to work with Acura Content Analyst, um, but we're also continuing to look really hard at where are the places in e-discovery that we can kind of evolve the way that people find the answers. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with James Jarvis, the Vice President of Product and Partner Management for Thomson Reuters, which recently launched e-discovery point. James, thank you so much. You're very welcome, Ari. Thank you. And, uh, you know, if anyone would like to try Discovery Point, they should just, uh, just call here at uh, Thompson Reuters. We'd be uh, happy to, uh, to set you up. And there's nothing to install or download, so you can get running really quickly with the software.